This is Actualize Freedom. Straight talk on growing clicks and conversions on Amazon FBA from people doing it every day. Now here's your host, digital marketing acrobat, Danny Kenji Carlson. What's up, guys? Danny Carlson here with the Actualize Freedom podcast. And today we have on the PPC Ninja, Ritu Java, going over product targeting ads. And if you aren't taking advantage of product targeting ads, this is something that is fairly new still to Amazon sellers. And a lot of sellers are probably not using them. Or if you are using them, they haven't been around long enough to really test out all the different best ways to use them, unless you're someone like the PPC Ninja Ritu Java. So she's got a presentation for us. Um, if you guys are listening on the podcast, she's going to talk um, so that you guys don't need to see the slides. But if you're looking for a video version with some fancy slides and everything too, head on over to our YouTube channel, uh, Kenji ROI over there. So without further ado, let's get into product targeting ads with Ritu. Um, hi, everyone. So I'm, I'm Ritu, and I've been uh, working with Amazon um, advertising for about uh, two years now and uh, have been in the marketing space for over 10 years. Um, so today I'm going to talk about product targeting ads and uh, why people aren't taking advantage of them and what are some of the ways in which you can set up your targeting ads um, right away. So um, the first thing I want to share is, um, you know, just a little bit of a background on uh, what most people see as a traditional sales funnel where, you know, there's, um, you know, you're taking shoppers on a journey from awareness to interest to consideration to conversion, uh, which is pretty much, you know, the sales funnel that you see in the marketing world. Now, when it comes to Amazon, um, there is no opportunity like that. We don't have the opportunity to actually nurture shoppers or take them on a journey because, you know, they're like, um, they're in and then they're out. You know, it's um, Amazon is this huge sales funnel that attracts a lot of uh, traffic because of the trust that the platform has built over the years. But individually, we don't have access to the um, the customers that Amazon has. They're, they're Amazon's customers, not ours. So what I'm trying to say here is that on the Amazon platform, the uh, typical sales funnel um, is pretty compressed. It's uh, You have a very short period of time, maybe a few seconds, to uh, grab people's attention uh, and you know quickly convince them through your sales copy and um, through your title and to to the, the bullet points and the price and uh, you know if they like it they're in otherwise they're out and <laughs> so what we're trying to do here with uh, PPC Ninja is to encourage people to look at multiple sales funnels, not just uh, one that you would rely on and uh, reach out to your customers over and over again. Instead, you have these multiple sales funnels that are pointed in this dif dif different directions. Um, so for example, keywords, they are a type of funnel. Um, you can attract uh, buyers, shoppers by you know putting out the right keywords um, and each of them acts as a sale funnel and brings, you know, traffic into your listing. Um, what most people don't uh, do is go beyond keywords. Um, you know, they don't look at products or categories as funnels also. Um, so what we're doing here is um, trying to show how, you know, products um, that are other, uh, you know, competitor products can be used as funnels to drive traffic to your listings. If you have, um, you know, designed your ad in a way that it's sitting close to a related product. So it's almost like we're reverse engineering. We're saying, okay, here are some of the related or complementary products uh, on Amazon. Um, and there are these ASINs that we can just, you know, 
put all of them together into an ad and just you know target them what happens then is that your ad starts to show up um, you know on the detail page and other pages where those uh, products uh, live or wherever they're displayed so um, you know products uh, are a type of funnel and so is you know the category itself um, and Amazon provides uh, so many categories that we can potentially target um, and uh, within categories, we also have subcategories. So you can get pretty, uh, you know, nifty about how to design these ads so that uh, you're targeting the right kind of places. So uh, with that said, I'm just going to um, jump right into um, some strategies for product targeting. Okay, so the first strategy that I have for product targeting um, is the... Um, is something that most people are already familiar with. And it was almost like an annoyance at some point because uh, this is the auto-targeting um, campaigns. Like auto campaigns have, you know, often produced, um, you know, search terms or has, has have reported search terms that, you know, one can harvest and then, you know, stick them into like manual campaigns, but they also provide, um, you know, product targets, the products that were clicked before, um, you know, shoppers um, discovered your, your listing. So those um, ASINs are also reported in your search term report. And over the years, people have tried to negative them out, but it doesn't work. And so there is no way to cleanly negative them out. But you can actually take advantage of those um, uh, ASINs that are reported in your um, auto campaigns and just plug them into a new manual campaign, which actually targets them because you already have evidence that people who um, clicked on those ASINs are actually interested in your product. So that is the first strategy um, that we use uh, a lot and it's uh, probably a no-brainer. Like you have to just um, spend a little bit of time to you know, extract those ASINs and then stick them into a new campaign. The second strategy is uh, a little more uh, complex um, and it's also very um, useful if you have a bunch of related products and you can basically set up um, a way to target your own products in your own catalog. Uh, and I call this strategy the funnel in funnel strategy. And the reason is that um, the way I set these up is I look for um, products that are already getting a lot of uh, traffic, uh, my high converting products. And I will stick, um, you know, one or two or three or four, as many as you have related products, um, you know, in the funnel within that, which means I will simply target the main um, traffic bringer and I will put a bunch of um, related products so that they will serve as uh, upsell or downsell opportunities. So when someone is not interested in the main product and they look at another one of your products that is maybe cheaper or, you know, even more expensive or has more bells and whistles or less, you know, you're basically covering the carousel at the bottom of your detailed page where maybe uh, a competitor could have gotten in and uh, led those uh, customers away. So this is a way to basically play defensive and also uh, kind of attract the uh, traffic that was anyway uh, probably going to leave uh, with some of the alternatives that you already have in your catalog. So I hope that makes sense. So the way we set this up is look yeah, for... Yeah, well, and a lot of people, I think, would yeah. argue that you don't want to pay for a customer that's already on your listing and that you're wasting yeah. money on that. But I mean, from our experience too, we've seen that it increases average order value. It's going to 
keep people on your listing that would have clicked onto a competitor's listing or something like that. It's just the person that's on your listing already is a much more qualified customer than someone trying to get from someone else's listing. So you should be doing everything possible to spend money to keep that customer and get the customer to make a sale, right? Exactly. Um, you know, the, what you said makes total sense because, you know, these are qualified leads. And when you know that you're placing a related product in the same funnel, then you've already kind of um, ruled out the fact that, you know, these might be people who are just, you know, browsing. They're actually um, looking for a product that meets, meets their needs and they're very close to it. So you're just helping them by uh, just making a friendly suggestion and they're seeing your logo along with the main uh, listing that they've, they've already, you know, visited. So it makes sense. It's a no brainer. Um, I think we should all do it instead of relying on people going to your, maybe your storefront or something to try see what else you have uh, so this is a great strategy and we've seen some really good results uh, with almost like dead products we kind of revive them by just placing them in the in the in the bigger funnel and just create that traffic uh, flow okay so now I'm on to strategy number three which is um, which is what I call the market basket analysis strategy uh, and this is basically um, finding uh, pairs of products that are purchased together and they may not be um, you know either complementary or compatible uh, they might just be two types of products that are purchased together and there is um, you know evidence um, you know from data science which kind of shows that there is uh, a pattern which um, you know when you uh, go to a retail store like a grocery store uh, people who buy uh, milk um, you know they also buy bread and eggs and toilet paper. Now, all of these products are neither related nor complementary, nor are they compatible, but they are somehow purchased together. And um, the science behind this is actually um, available um, in the form of data uh, within Amazon. Like if you have a brand registry, then your brand analytics data will already be giving you lots of data uh, showing which products are purchased together with yours. So we try to extract uh, that information from uh, brand analytics and, uh, and then we put uh, together these, um, you know, uh, what we call market basket um, funnels. And, you know, if for some reason you don't have um, a brand registry and you don't have access to brand analytics, there are still other ways of trying to find out which products are sold together. And, um, you know, one of the uh, tools that I discovered recently, which um, unfortunately might be going away because of some changes in API, is uh, yasiv.com. I don't know if I'm getting the pronunciation right, but uh, yasiv.com. Uh, what this does is that it gives you a visual map of um, all the different products that are purchased together, and this gives enough data for you to kind of just, you know, go looking for similar or related products. So there's this mishmash for people who are listening on, um, you know, just to the audio version, there's like this visual map of products leading to other products that are, um, I believe this is scraped uh, from Amazon's um, customers who purchased this, also purchased this uh, band uh, on their page. And so that's where this is probably coming from, or it might be an API, I'm not 100% sure, but this is a great way to, you know, look for related products. Uh, another way is to look at uh, reverse ASIN tools and they can also tell you what your competitors are and you know sometimes along with competitors you also get uh, products that are purchased together so this um, uh, you know what's showing up on my screen is um, 
just um, the way I design uh, my uh, market basket or product targeting ads. I just put all the ASINs into campaigns like this one is for you know all these the 10 campaigns that I'm showing on the screen right now are actually targeting one ASIN uh, or actually adver advertising one ASIN but are targeting all these uh, 150 or even more um, uh, ASINs. And so the way I, I run these is that I try to limit each campaign uh, to about 20 ASINs, uh, no more than that because otherwise the budget gets distributed and there's also, um, you know, there's a difficulty in trying to extract data, relevant, meaningful data over time. So what I do is I split out um, the ASIN list um, into several campaigns and I let them run uh, at a very low bid, maybe 20 cents or something, um, sometimes even lower. And I, um, you know, I just go with the philosophy of uh, fail fast, uh, fail often, and you know, whichever campaigns uh, I see are not uh, producing results within uh, two to three weeks, um, I bid them further down, or I just stop them. I just uh, hone in on the ones that are, have taken off, and I just run with those. So, um, you know, conclusion. Um, you know, try to create more product targeting ads because, you know, this is one way to scale your Amazon uh, PPC. Uh, keywords can only get, give you so much and I'm not, um, you know, uh, undermining the importance of keyword-based campaigns. Those are, they are fundamental, they are foundational, but, um, you know, people will uh, hit a wall when it comes to scaling because, you know, you can't, you cannot scale uh, keyword-based campaigns endlessly. Like you can't just put like a $50,000 budget on a campaign and hope that it'll grow that much, you know, even if it's giving you a good ROI or ROAS. Um, and also the well, other- leaving strategy. money on the table, right? If you're not doing product targeting ads, that's some easy yeah. money that you can go in there and figure it out. And then that's an extra source of sales for your product. Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and also with bids, there's the other thing I wanted to say was that with bids also you cannot scale endlessly. Like, you know, if, even if you've, uh, you know, gone beyond, gone beyond uh, the acceptable, um, uh, you know, max bid in your mind, let's say it was $2 or $3 and you've actually, you know, gone and bid like $10 or something, even that won't give you scale. It, it can give you, um, you know, maybe some top placements or certain placements that you're interested in, but it won't be enough to scale. So I have seen that product targeting ads are the best way of scaling laterally. So instead of just looking at keyword based campaigns, I would say, you know, look at all the other different options that Amazon is already providing. And their data at this point is amazing. Like they have all this information about which products are related to which products. So even if you have no tools whatsoever, just spend some time on the, you know, just punch in some keywords and see what, you know, um, products show up on the first page, just go for those, or maybe second page or third page, maybe separate them out into different campaigns. You know, figure out your own way of, um, you know, targeting these um, different ASINs, but do take advantage. Uh, the other place where you could use uh, product targeting is also in sponsored brand ads now, uh, but um, if you don't have brand registry, you know, just with sponsored products also, you can, you know, achieve uh, the same thing. So um, that's uh, more or less about uh, product targeting ads. Now I'm going to quickly go over category targeting also, because this is also another source of great, um, you know, like funnel traffic, I, I like I call them, it's like just funnels. Um, so category targeting ads will um, automatically populate the category that is most related to your 
uh, advertised ASIN. Um, but you can also be creative because I've noticed that, you know, so for example, there's one uh, customer of ours that has uh, electronics products. And so what I discovered uh, through some digging around was that people who are purchasing books, um, you know, technical books are also purchasing some uh, USB based products. So I paired them up like I targeted books as a category and I started seeing results. Now, who would have thought that a product could be, uh, you know, uh, or let's traffic from a book could be led into a, um, a products uh, page. So that works. And, you know, you can be creative and see other ways to, um, to attract um, uh, clicks and, and impressions from categories that you probably didn't think of. Um, I also have some other uh, refinements that I do, such as I, um, so the category targeting is the only one that provides a little bit of refinement. You can, uh, you can specify uh, which brand you want to target. Uh, okay, and then you can also um, specify the price range, like no, uh, no less than a certain amount, because you want to make sure that people have already bought in to around the same price range that you're offering, because otherwise, they won't be interested, you know, so try to make your offer look more attractive to the page that they are on. And then they should be, you know, um, willing to click over to, to your listing. So price range is the second, then you also have review star rating, uh, you also have the um, option to to uh, to check sh you know shipping whether it's prime eligible or not and then in some categories you also have the additional refinement of age range so let's say you have um, a product for uh, teenagers and um, the age ranges that pop up there um, definitely you don't want to target toddlers right or products or categories that are for uh, for toddlers so you would just make sure that you um, select the right age range and then you're good to go so yeah, so those are some of the ways in which you can basically set up, um, you know, almost like these traps or funnels everywhere so that you can start getting more and more impressions from different avenues. Uh, so that's... Um, Love it. Yeah, that was, a, that was a very good look at that here. And for people watching on the video too, you have a slide in front of us here that's showing, can you just explain some of these numbers uh, for the people listening yes. on the podcast? Yes, um, so I am just showing results from uh, some of the product targeting and category targeting ads that we've been running for some of our customers. Um, and what I'm showing here is the 30-day data for um, a bunch of product targeting ads. Um, the, the ACoS is pretty good. It's 11.45%. Uh, there were 185 orders and sales worth $20,000 in a month. So pretty good. I mean, without this ad, I would have lost this money. Uh, so that's, that's great. And then the second slide I have is results from the category targeting data. Again, 30 days, um, similar ACoS 11.41. It's an ACoS to die for literally for the, um, for the category oh, or sorry. Yeah. For the category that this product is in. Um, so yeah, so there you have it. Um, product targeting ads, definitely guys try it out. It's uh, easy to set up. Uh, you don't need to you know, work, worry about any copy or anything is similar to any other product targeting ad. Uh, just uh, design uh, your ad so that you're targeting the right types of a a um, ASINs. And even if you're not, it's okay. You can just, um, you know, like I said, fail fast, fail often um, and test it out and um, happy scaling. Awesome, Brie, too. Well, that was a super value-packed episode for those of you who have not gotten into product targeting yet or want to make your product targeting even better. And for people who want to reach out to you or learn more about what you do online, where's the best place for them to do that? 
Yeah, so uh, we our website is ppcninja.com, um, and uh, you know, feel free to you know scan if you're watching or just uh, look at ppcninja.com. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to me directly on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, my handle is Ritu Java, R I T U J A V A, um, and um, and or slash email uh, ritu at ppcninja.com. Um, I'm happy to you know interact with you guys and uh, share some ideas. Yeah. Awesome. And if you guys are looking for any of those links, you can find those at the show notes at actualizefreedom.com. And also we'll have the link to the YouTube version as well there. So it just has some slides that are just showing a little bit more detail about what Ritu was talking about there. So, and if you guys haven't already, go leave us a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, or a really easy way, go to ratethispodcast.com slash free. And then automatically it's going to open up whatever app is on your phone that you're going you're gonna to leave a review and leave a five-star review. If it's a four-star one, you guys probably know this already, but I cry myself to sleep at night. So it's got to be five stars or else I get really, really sad, really, really depressed. So make sure it's five stars. Really appreciate it. And thank you for your time, Ritu. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit KenjiROI.com.